Welcome to the Runners Who Wine podcast. I'm your co-host, Nicole, a certified personal trainer, runner, and self-proclaimed wine connoisseur. And with me is the always amazing Anne-Marie. She's a DVRT master instructor, fellow runner, and wine lover. This podcast is your jam if you're looking for authentic, unfiltered product reviews, information on all things running, and real talk regarding everything that fuels our runs, including a big old glass of wine. So pour yourself a glass and let's get started. Hello, Anne-Marie. Hello, Nicole. It's been a long time. Yes, we had a little hiatus. Had a little hiatus. Life got the best of us. It sure did. It's been crazy. It's been crazy, but we'll spare you guys the details because (laughs) nobody likes to hear a complainer. Plus, Anne-Marie and I just bitched to each other for about 10 minutes. That's true. We got it out (laughs) of our system. We got it all out so we can be (laughs) positive and happy for the podcast. Um, And also, I have wine, which helps. That's. I was going to say, wine also helps. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you drinking? Tell me. I have a Chardonnay. I know it's a white wine. But um, my air conditioning is out, so I cannot have red because it's just too hot. So I have a Sterling Vintner's Collection Chardonnay, which apparently is award-winning. It's from Cali. Um, And it says, this is Sterling Vintner's Collection built by the hand touch of our winemakers from select vineyards to create a wine of balance and elegance. Sip our Chardonnay and savor the lush pineapple and peach flavors, layered with notes of spicy vanilla oak. Oh, that sounds like a yummy blend. It's quite yummy. Quite yummy. So I'm not going to surprise anybody, but I'm over here drinking a Sauvignon Blanc. But it's not Matua. It is Kim Crawford. Oh. And yeah, and it actually, there it's a 2016. And on the back, the description reads, um, it dazzles with aromas of intense tropical fruit and fresh cut grass notes the palate bursts with passion fruit citrus and ripe stone fruit flavors from exceptional vineyards in new zealand's famous marlboro region we proudly craft this exuberant sauvignon blanc that sounds lovely yes it is quite lovely actually for a second i thought you were gonna say it was kim kardashian wine and i was oh, gonna be like i don't know how real confused <laughs> No, have you never had a Kim Crawford? It's usually on a lot of menus in restaurants. Oh. Like, is there like middle, like, I don't want to like middle priced wine. So there's like usually like a house wine that's like a soft blanc and then like Kim Crawford's on like the upper high end and then they'll probably have like a more select um, version too. Interesting. So fun, random wine fact that I learned from uh, some book I can't remember. <laughs> good, good sourcing Nicole but, yes. um, <laughs> it's all right it's not a college paper but I learned that at restaurants they typically price up the glass of a wine that you are familiar with mm-hmm. so not necessarily the brand right. of wine or the uh, vineyard but the type of wine so uh, okay. more popular wines like Chardonnay's Sauvignon Blanc's uh, Pinot Grigio's might be more expensive than some sort of wine or grape that you can't necessarily like pronounce that. or aren't familiar right. with because right. they, they're, they're more uh, sure of themselves that you're going to buy that wine. So they price it up a little, even though it might be a cheaper wine by the bottle. If you go to the store, um, they're going to sell it for you by the glass at a higher price than some wine that you may not know that may actually be better. That's very interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So next time you go out to eat, 
pick a wine that you don't really know the name of because you're probably going to get a better deal. Yeah, and give it a try. I was trying something new. Exactly. So today, um, speaking of the anxiety and stress we were talking about before, um, we're going to talk about race day anxiety. Yes. Race day anxiety is real. Uh, Doesn't necessarily go away the longer that you run, but Mm -hmm. there are plenty of tips to keep it under control so that you can enjoy that race and have an awesome time. That's true. Uh, Do you remember how you felt before your first race? Oh my God. So, so, so nervous. I remember um, my first half and my first full just, you know, not being able to sleep the night before Mm -hmm. and then waking up early and getting to that start line and just having so many butterflies and also having to pee like right after starting the race just because I was so nervous. Right. It happens though. Like I, before my first race ever, I remember, I still remember being in bed and like just lying there and being like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. Why am I doing this? Like so petrified. And it was a 5k and, um, you know, I showed up the next day, same thing, all the butterflies. I think I peed 25 times before and still felt like I had to pee. Um, and then the adrenaline kicks in, you know, once you actually start the race. And I remember before my first first half marathon that was in Vegas. And um, I was also terrified. But before my marathon, I did the wine glass, Mm -hmm. um, which is in Corning. And it's a very popular marathon to qualify for Boston. And uh, they give you little like bottles of wine, like or champagne or something like that with your pickup packet. So I was so nervous the night before I like literally chugged it because I couldn't sleep. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I I don't know. I think it's definitely my race nerves have not gone away, but I feel a little like I'm not feeling like so anxious that I want to like throw up anymore. Yeah, I I do still get nervous before marathons just because marathons are always going to be hard. I don't think they ever really get easier. And I also get nervous uh, before a race where I know I'm trying to PR Mm -hmm. when I have that Mm -hmm. kind of pressure on myself. Um, But I do think that I've gotten a lot better at learning how to manage my pre-race anxiety, especially for races that I don't have time goals for. Um, And, and, uh, forgot what I was going to say there. That's all right. So, (laughs) well, what is your, like, what, what is your tip? Like your biggest tip for managing pre-race? Like what do you do to try to like make it go away? Like say it is a race that you want to PR. Maybe it is like a marathon. What do you do to try to like, um, manage that anxiety? I think one of the biggest things is to just think back on my training Mm -hmm. and remind myself that I've been doing my training I've been doing my runs I've been doing my long runs Mm -hmm. it's all gonna be fine like I'm Mm -hmm. gonna be able to do the distance and what's the worst thing that happens like I don't I don't run the pace that I want to run um or you know god forbid I don't finish the race like it's gonna be okay there's always gonna be another race right but I think it's just thinking and remembering that you've prepared for this and you're you're good to go and it's gonna be fun Yeah, there's a lot to say when it comes down to like trusting your training and not, you know, for like you've done like you're you've done all the hard work already. Now you just got to, you know, finish the the race. That's it. That's all you got to do. And, you know, that that performance anxiety is real, though. And while I would love to take a Xanax before, that's usually (laughs) not a good idea. um, 
I think one of my biggest thing is like having a plan. Like is, yes. if I, I can like manage my anxiety if I've already laid out my outfit, if I know exactly what I'm going to wear. So I'm not waking up the next morning like, oh, shoot, like where is my, you know, where did that tank top go? And like not trying to rush out the door for 630 and not have any idea where anything is. So like having my, my clothes laid out, my watch, I, all of my fuel, like knowing what I'm going to eat already. Um, and then, you know having like the whole plan on race day, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get my bib on. I'm going to get in line to the bathrooms early. I'm going to get to the, you know, make sure I start up at the front of the pack so that I'm not trying to weave around people, that type of thing. That's a great tip. I actually always do. I lay out flat Nicole the night before. Um, and it's really to, well, one, it's so I can take a good picture for the gram, (laughs) but two, it's so that I know where all my shit is so that in the morning I exactly like you said you're going to be tired and groggy when you first wake up you don't want to have to go shuffling through your pantry to try to find your fuel or your sock drawer to find try to find the running socks that you want to run with you have everything laid out and ready to go also I'm the type of person where if I don't do that the night before I'll lay in bed being like I can't forget my watch I can't forget my watch and then I'll just I'll have to get up and go get my watch and like put it in the pile before I can go back to sleep Right. No. And that like that I've like had dreams about it, like where I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't get this together or I didn't make it to the race on time. Like anxiety dreams. Yeah. You know, like about not not running. Yeah. And it's always good to have a plan if you have, you know, if you're not in the city where the race is and you're not staying at a hotel where you can just walk out the door and walk up to the race start line, like make yourself a plan for when you're going to wake up, how long it's going to take you to go through your morning routine and get dressed and then get to the race. Um, and give, make sure you give yourself enough time um, to get there. It's better to be there a little too early than be rushing at the last minute. There's nothing like rushing to add to the anxiety. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, your adrenaline is going to kick in once you start. Once that you cross that starting line, your adrenaline is going to kick anyway. I think one of the biggest things I need to work on still, and I've, you know, I've, I think I've done a better job at this in like the last few years is really not like gunning it at the start because I'm letting that anxiety and that adrenaline take over. So just because that can ruin your race too. So knowing like I'm going to start slow, I'm going to know I'm going to go this pace for, you know, these like miles, like for the first mile, I'm going to go at like a 830 second mile, I'll go at a eight, you know, 29 or whatever, just knowing what you're going to do and trying to stick to it. Yeah. I actually think, um, something that helps me which may sound a little strange I actually try not to get into the corral until very shortly before the race starts because it's the it's the corral that starts making me nervous you know all the runners around me um and just that like knowing that it's about to start moment is when I get butterflies so you know I don't want to be in the very back of the pack but I try to weave my way in and up Mm -hmm. um pretty shortly before the race starts like you know sometimes they cut off the corral so you have to be in your corral by a certain time so obviously make sure you're in by that time but I always try to like cut it really close (laughs) because then I get in and then the race starts and I don't have time to just stand around being nervous Um, and I actually learned that I enjoyed doing that because when I ran the Philadelphia Marathon there was a really long line at security that I was not prepared for. Mm-hmm. 
And I was waiting in line and I was starting to get nervous in line, mostly that I was just going to miss the start of the race. And I got there plenty early, but the line, I think what happened was the metal detectors were broken um, at the security checkpoint. So they were patting every single person down. Um, This was post Boston. Uh Uh Um, So it was taking forever just to get through. And then once we finally did get through, uh, I was running with a friend, the, um, the, um, they were already singing the national anthem. So it was like getting really close and we just like barely snuck into our corral right before the race started. So I was getting a little nervous um, just about making it to the race once when we were in that line. But once we got in and got there, like it was no problem. Like we just walked right in and started running and it just, I had no time to get those butterflies. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. And also know if it's, if it's a chip timed race, your race is going to start when you cross the starting line. So God forbid you're running a little late and you have to go in a later corral. Like, yes, you may have to weave around a few people, but it's not like time is being added to your race. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I just, I personally, like, I'm a little bit different where, I mean, I don't live in a big city, so a lot of our races aren't corralled or they're very loosely, like, split up by pacers if it is a bigger race. Um, so I like to try to get to the front just because I just, I want to, not, like, the very front, I'm not an elite runner, but, like, toward the front because I can't stand having to waste that energy dodging around people. But that has less to do with racing anxiety and more to do with racing strategy. So that's a topic for a different day. Um, But I think you mentioned um, that you were with a friend. I was going to say running the race with a friend, if you guys have, if you're similar pace and have like a similar goal is another way to help with the anxiety because you can get through it together. Yep. Talk to each other. You can keep each other on track, uh, keep each other positive. And yeah, and I've actually, um, I, I don't know a lot of people that run around here or that were my same pace, uh, at least a few years ago. And what I do, and I've done it several times is I'll find a friend during the race and I'm like, Hey, what's up? (laughs) Let's run together. (laughs) I do that a lot. (laughs) You're, you're a super outgoing person. I, I don't usually just strike up a conversation with a stranger, but I will kind of pick somebody out in the crowd to be my friend in my head. You're my friend. You don't know it, but you're my friend. Exactly. You don't know that you're going to be pacing me through this entire race, but you are. Yeah, for sure. Or like you'll find somebody just like, I need to stay within, like, I want to like stay behind them or they need, I need to stay in front of them, like trying to pace yourself that way. You know, if, if you're too nervous, otherwise like sticking around the same group of people is always good. Yeah. Just to have that assurance of, all right, well, they're, they're still here. I'm doing okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I, it was actually the 1812 challenge, which is unique to where I live. It was a race that went from Watertown to Sackett's Harbor that I'm actually doing the half marathon for, um, in two weeks. Um, but I ran and I was, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I was feeling down or not because I did a decent, like, I did decent during the race, but I found this girl and we almost bumped into each other. And I think I asked her if she was okay. And she's like, yeah, are you okay? And we realized we were the exact same pace. And we, we just ran the rest of the race together and we finished the race, uh, crossing the finish line with like holding hands. It was crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. But it made for like a more epic finish. Like we did this together, we got through it, we survived. And like any of the anxiety of like, how am I going to finish 18 point? one, two miles, you know, cause it was, 
think it was in training for my marathon. So it was like the first time I'd ever run that far of a distance in a race. That's so nice. Yeah. I think um, other things you can do to kind of tame your pre-race nerves. If this is your first big race that you're nervous for, test the waters a little bit. Try to find a smaller race. If you're training for a half, find a 5K or a 10K that you don't have a time goal for just to get a feel for what that race day environment is going to be like mm-hmm. and kind of prepare for that atmosphere. Yeah, no, that I think that's a great idea. Just so that it's like the anxiety of having to like compete isn't there as much as you're just trying to like figure out, you know, the, it's like a dress rehearsal. Yeah. And also throughout your training, you know, of course you're doing the miles and you're doing the speed work and the hills and the long runs and whatever it is that your plan has you doing, but you should also be running in different types of weather. So don't not run just because it's raining a little or if it's a little colder or warmer, obviously be safe. Don't run if it's too hot. Um, don't get out there if it's icy and, you know, check out our other podcasts for all those tips. But, um, But if it's drizzling, if it's a little colder than usual or something you're not used to, you should still try to get out and run in it if conditions are safe, because that'll prepare you for unforeseen, unfortunate weather come race day. Oh, believe me, the day (laughs) we've talked about the Syracuse half before, and I think being a winter weather runner really prepared me to get through that, um, you know, I... I'm hoping this Austin running in this heat will make me faster come my fall races. It probably will. Like I, um, I, uh, I'm doing that half in two weeks and I'm honestly a little bit nervous just because it is a half marathon and I'm not used to doing that many miles when it's hot out. And Mm -hmm. I have been trying to train outside, but it's honestly been really hot and really humid for here. And it's just not been safe to go out. And I I haven't had the luxury because it is summer and my kids are home to train outside, you know, when later at night or something like that, um, or in the morning, because I have to be home before, you know, my husband leaves. So I've been doing a lot more treadmill run running and I'm a little bit nervous. So just take it slow and finish it. That's the goal. You know, if you have to, if you have to adjust your goal, you know, exactly. I was actually just going to say that on give yourself kind of an A, B and C goal, you know, your A goal being, well, first, it sounded like you said seagull, (laughs) seagull, give yourself a seagull. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. Um, If this is your first race, your goal should just be to finish. Don't give yourself a time goal. If you've run a number of races before, um, something that helps me is to give yourself three different goals. So my first goal is the PR that I want to get. My second goal is maybe another time that's not necessarily a PR, but something I would still be pretty happy with. And my third goal is always, always, always to just finish the race with a smile. Yes. Because you never know what could happen. It could be way hotter than you're used to training in or way colder. And that might mess with your performance. You might get an unfortunate cramp. Like it, it stuff happens. And I think if you're not a, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that no one that listens to this podcast is a professional runner who does this for their career. So just remind yourself that this is not your job. It's not like there's a lot hanging on the line here. You're doing this because you enjoy it, hopefully. And just remember that it's something to enjoy. Don't put too much stress on yourself. Right. No, totally true. I, I, you can't, you got to just say, this is just, it's not happening, you know? Yeah. So, 
Um, well, do you have any other um, any other tips? Like, yeah, I think um, I have two more. I think just in general, and we've we've touched on this with laying out all of your stuff the day before. But whatever you can control, um, just be on top of it. So mm-hmm. be on top of test out different fuel during your training so that you know on race day exactly what fuel you're gonna have. Make sure you have enough of it. Cough, Anne Marie, cough. <laughs> Anne Marie didn't bring enough it. fuel for her first marathon. No, I did not. I, I did not. I don't know what happened. Yeah, but. I mean, every. Um, well, I shouldn't say every, but I'm pretty sure most um, big races will have fuel along the course. Oh no, they did. It was just yeah. I ran out after like they stopped handing it out. No, so. no, no. But also if you if you've never trained with the type of fuel that they're handing out. Oh yeah, don't take it. Yeah. Don't don't test the waters. It's on race day. <laughs> Although I was desperate enough that I would have taken a goo and I probably would have vomited it up, but like I was that desperate because you just like were like somebody give me something yeah, please. Fair. Yeah. And and in retrospect, like okay, yes, I should have carried enough. Also I had my family supporting me on the course. So I could have had them had it on them and given it to me too. Do you know what I mean? So right. one of those rookie mistakes. Maybe I'll um, make up for it if I ever sign up for another marathon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just think ahead. Make your make your time plans that you're not rushing the day of. Um, I usually like triple check what time the race starts. Parking. Um, parking. Yes, that's a great one. Know whether or not there's parking, whether or not it's easy to park, public transportation, all that jazz. And also, um, this is not totally like pre-race related, but I usually have will have um, some sort of snack bar or something for me for after the race. Oh yeah. And and that's mostly because I have a gazillion food allergies. A lot of races will have some sort of snack or something at the finish line, but I never know what I'm going to be able to eat. So just prepare for all sort of anything that you can control, you can control and anything you can't like the weather or, you know, whatever happens actually during the race, like just go with the flow and try to have, stay positive and try to have the best time that you can. Yeah. Just make the most of it. Yeah. And my second tip last one that I have, I think is to keep your mind busy during pre-race and during the race. So give yourself a pre-race plan. Once you get to the race, like Anne-Marie said, um, and I do this too. I make a beeline for the porta potties to try to get out all my nervous peas before the race. Nervous um, <laughs> and then, you know, do some stretches, talk with a friend, talk with a stranger, um, you know, find somebody who's, if this is your first race, find somebody else whose first race this is, or find somebody who's run this race before so they can tell you how awesome it is. Right. Um, try to keep your mind doing anything except for going to the negative place of, why the heck did I sign up for this? What am I doing? <laughs> right, right. We all have that thought though, but yes. Yeah, because you're prepared and it's going to be awesome and you're going to love it and you're going to cross the finish line and you're going to be like, let's do it again. Yay. That's exactly what you're going to do. You start and you're like, why the f- am I doing this? And you finish and you're like, when can I sign up? Somebody, I like, please give me a registration slip right now. Like that's what you want to do. Sign up for another race as soon as you cross the finish line. So it's all worth it. All yep. of it. Yep. And if you have to pull over to pee in the first or second mile, just do it. Get it out of your system. You're gonna yeah, be don't fine. wait. Yeah. Don't wait because then don't. the whole beginning of the race, you're just going to be thinking about how badly you have to pee and it's just going to be sloshing up and down inside of you as you're running. <laughs> Makes me need to pee right now. <laughs> it's going to be bad. 
So just get it out. Get and out the pee. Get back on the course and enjoy it. Enjoy every moment. And high five the little kids on the side. That'll make Oh my God, better. yes. That is literally my favorite thing to do. I'm like, like people pass them and I'm like, I'll give you a high five. Get over here. I like to <laughs> slap their hand. It always makes me feel better, honestly. That is a great tip. That's my favorite tip. I love it, especially if they have one of those little like power up signs. Yeah. I like high five it and I'm like, oh, I feel so fast now. It's cute. I like that. (laughs) Too funny. But yeah. Well, that's all I've got. I don't have, I mean, I'm sure I could say a million more things, but that's as far as like racing anxiety goes. That's, that's all I've got. And just plan ahead and do what you can. You can also listen to this episode of the podcast while you're getting ready in your corral. That's a great tip. Yeah. And if you are, if you are currently in your corral listening to this podcast, waiting for the race to start, you're going to be awesome. Well, uh, yeah, you got this. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Enjoy every moment. Enjoy every mile. Yes. And kick ass. Absolutely. And smile when you cross the finish because there's photographers. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Marie actually just posted an awesome blog post about how to look good for race photographers. So you should check that out. Totally should. Because I always look like a maniac. Well, I can't say like my tips are foolproof, but I've just made a, I've been more aware about it when there's photographers around. Like, I feel like death. Smile. (laughs) (laughs) Fake it till you make it. Exactly. (laughs) All right, Nicole. Well, thank you for uh, hopping on and having a glass of wine with me. Of course. Always. We will be back in two weeks with another awesome episode. Woo. And hopefully I'll have air conditioning by then and can have some yeah, red wine. I hope so too. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. Be sure to check out the show notes for everything we chatted about today. And for more from me, Nicole, check out fitfulfocus.com and from Anne-Marie at thefitfoodiemama.com. And for any questions, you can email us at runnerswhowine, that's wine like the beverage, at gmail.com.